0: Let's do it. Let's do it. 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 Now the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You get it. It's time for Beyond Okra with David, the Hound, Leggett. Leggett. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Today is February 4th, 2016. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Ultra. I am your host, David the Hound Liggett. As always, my show is sponsored by P4P Muscle and P4P Studios, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you are an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free-based supplement, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. If you want 15% off, you can use my code Hound at checkout. All right, guys. So today I have an episode that is just me. Just me talking, no guests, no nothing. Just me. And I'm going to try and help you guys out with race day preparation. And what that means is... uh, what you could expect possibly at a race day, a big event, anything of that nature. What mindset should be, uh, things leading up to it. So it's not gonna be just about race day itself. It's going to be about everything leading up to race day. Uh, The week before, maybe the month before, this whole off season, Uh, if you have an off season. Some of you are in some awesome climate where you can train all year round. I am in Pennsylvania, so sometimes the weather is just terrible. In fact, uh, last week we had a blizzard. So we had two feet of snow, um, I got a good workout, though, shoveling and carrying on and sweating while we were doing so. I moved a lot of snow in three days. So we will delve into that. Um, I got the idea, and I want to give credit to Gio at Dissident Gymwear. Um, he is one of my new sponsors, and we were talking back and forth, and he said he would love to see the mindset of an experienced athlete or an advanced athlete or an elite athlete whatever you want to call it a lot of people get hung up of people calling themselves elite athletes Um, i don't understand why because the definition of elite is doing something better than average or better than normal so if you can say run a spartan race in an hour and a half when the normal is three hours then you could consider yourself elite Um, So, for those of you out there that are listening that have been debating this for a long time on Facebook, Instagram, what have you, yes, elite means better than average. So, if people want to use the word elite because they are better than average, great. Use the word elite. Use it to your heart's content. Some people are called professionals. Some people are called advanced amateurs. Some people are called amateurs. It is what it is. They're just monikers. Um, It it really means nothing in the great scheme of things. It, It just is whatever you want to call yourself. Um, you know what? And, and it doesn't matter what other people think. It's basically what you do. So, Geo at Dissident Gymwear, you are the man. Thank you for suggesting this episode. In fact, uh, probably in the co- upcoming weeks, I'll have Gio on. Um, they are an amazing corporation. If you, I don't want to say corporation. That's, that's not fair. They're an amazing company from uh, California. And the reason I hooked up with Dissident Gymwear is, number one, they are USA-based. Uh, so I like a lot of my companies. Uh, well, all of my companies and sponsors that I that I work with are USA based. They are an apparel company that they say gym wear. Um, they're out of San Diego, but they don't uh, they don't necessarily want people that you know are huge muscular. They want people that that live the brand. And basically, the brand is basically uh, the word dissident. Uh, back in ancient times, it used to mean against the church, um, against religion, and all that things. But that's not what they're using dissident for. They're using dissident for against the naysayers, um, against the odds. And basically they say, be dissident, be you. So if you have overcome something or you're overcoming something, I mean, this is a perfect brand. Uh, a portion of their proceeds uh, go to charity. So if you guys are out there buying, you check them out at uh, D-I-S-S-I-E-N-T, gymwear.com. Uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but uh, they help out disabled athletes. So they donate a portion of their proceeds to disabled athletes, which I think is absolutely amazing. And that is one of the reasons why I hooked up with that. Uh, and I'll give you my background before we get into all this training stuff. Uh, my background basically is, is, as I was a younger kid, I, uh, I played a lot of sports. I wasn't a, a, a great athlete. I was one of those that had to work at everything. Uh, it didn't mean that I sucked. But, you know, I was about average. Uh, I played basketball. I played baseball. Um, My father got me into playing golf. And I know some of you are like, ah, golf. But golf's actually a tough sport. It's a lot of hand-eye coordination. A lot of just having your body in in the proper positioning to do so. Golf actually translates into baseball as well. Because when you watch someone hit, you're looking for that perfect, uh, what they call a power V in their arms when they when they make contact with the ball. So, basically, their arms will look like a triangle power triangle, power V, whatever you want to call it. And that's the same concept as a golf swing. So, they actually translated well. So, I played baseball, golf, basketball. Um, my father actually also got me into uh, into running. Uh, when I was about 11, 12, 13, I, I used to run the fun runs, or basically, they called them fun runs back in my day. Now they're like 5Ks and 10Ks and. Half marathons and marathons and ultra marathons and what have you. Running, um, uh, I found out I was very good at running. I, I won a lot of awards at, at my age for uh, for those distances. Um, I gave that up, and I don't know why I gave it up for a while. I just, I, I don't know if I just grew out of it when I got into baseball and everything. I just, I, di- I didn't understand the concept of just running, so I never went to track or anything in high school. I continued on with golf. I was the captain of the golf team at one time in high school. Uh, We used to get out. Everybody's like, oh, I'm golf. You're such a nerd. But honestly, I'd get out of school three days a week at 12 o'clock and go out and play golf for four hours, three days a week. Um, It was amazing. We played uh, a lot of competitions. I've gone to districts. I went to districts every year I played. Districts was basically had to qualify for you to be the tops in your area in golf. And uh, I went to districts a couple times. I was invited to invitationals at Penn State University uh, in in, uh, Penn State's main campus up in the northern part of Pennsylvania. So I had a good run with golf. I continue that. Uh I started my professional career uh as a professional workforce career, not a professional athlete, but as a professional uh in government. During my career, I got injured. I got injured pretty bad. Um I lost four bones in my left hand. I uh I had five surgeries on that hand. I got back to work and I you know, I I had depression. I had everything because of this injury. Um, so I got back to work. I was off 11 months, 11 months with this injury. It was very depressing for me. Uh, I got fat. I got back to work and I injured the other hand. I had two more surgeries on that hand, which put me, put me on another six months. So almost a year and a half of my career. Excuse me. I apologize. I was out injured. Uh, so I got depressed. I got extremely depressed. I had to learn how to reuse my left hand and I'm left hand dominant. Uh, so. It was horrible. Um, I, I so at that point I just gave up on everything. I gave up on everything I did. I still played golf, but I got really fat. I got up to two hundred and forty pounds. And my regiment then going from this active kid to this 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 fat unhealthy adult was basically I would uh, wake up every day because I had I had a big bout of bout of depression for almost a year. I'd wake up every day, and I would go downstairs to the living room. I would turn the TV on. I would sit with my dogs. My animals and uh, I would lay on the couch until it was literally time to go to work at 3 p.m. and this was my regimen for an entire year. And everybody told me, you know, you got to exercise, you got to get out there, you got to do whatever you got to do. And I just didn't care. I was like, you know, enough. I don't care. Um, I'll eat whatever I want and do whatever I want. And I, I was just unhealthy. So I got fat. I would be sick every day, and it just it just wasn't conducive. And I decided finally, look. I wanna stop feeling sorry for myself and uh, I wanna start exercising. So in 2009, uh, I got back into exercising. I started running every day, Uh, it was horrible too. Uh, I basically couldn't do a mile, I couldn't do 10 minutes, I couldn't do anything like that. So I started out running, it was terrible. I was fat, I was 240 pounds, I was sickly. Uh, I got into, the elliptical. I remember the first time I got into an elliptical, it was uh I could only do five minutes. So I continued at it and kept pushing and pushing and pushing. Eventually I changed my diet. I started eating healthier, leaner, cut sodium, cut sugar, cut all the all the bad stuff out, and I began to lose weight jerk drastically. Um I got I was able to run more, more and more and more and more and more, work out more and more and more and more, and in six months I lost ninety pounds. It was not the healthiest thing to do because I ended up having a gallbladder surgery because of it. So if you guys are going to try and lose weight, don't do it the way I did it. Go consult a doctor and let them put you on a plan of of, uh, weight loss. Because really the human body showing you losing two pounds a week. Uh, You can do the math. I lost 90 pounds in six months. Uh, So from there, I got into endurance sports triathlons, uh, ultra-marathons, marathons, marathons, half-marathons. I ran my first half-marathon in 2010. I had never even trained for it. I never even ran anything over five miles. And I ended up running a uh, sub-two-hour half-marathon for the first time ever, first time I'd ever run more than five miles. I realized that I had a propensity for distance running, and uh, that's how I got hooked. So I got out and started doing all that stuff. And it it was pretty fun. It's actually a good time now. I ended up changing the composition of my heart. So I went from running as a kid to being fat to being thin to endurance. And the composition of my heart changed. So my heart my heart, basically, as you guys know, the heart is a muscle. That muscle uh, got big. My body couldn't keep up with it. Uh, and this caused something called atrial fibrillation and SVP. What is atrial fibrillation? Atrial fibrillation is a rapid heart rate at a resting position. So my resting heart rate would be 140 beats a minute. 140 beats a minute resting. Uh, so it would race that, and then it would go back to my normal, I'm in like the 40s, 50s with my heart heart rate most times at resting as it is. do. It was like 45 beats a minute. So it would go 45 beats a minute to 145 beats a minute, back down to 45 beats a minute, and this was constant. Uh, I ended up over the course of two years, through 2012 having four, Heart surgeries. So I'm just trying to give you guys a concept of where I'm coming from, where I can speak to you about preparations and all these things. So I had four heart surgeries. Uh, in the midst of those surgeries, I actually ran ultramarathons. Uh, I ran two ultramarathons after two of my heart surgeries. Two weeks Within two weeks of two of my heart surgeries, I ran ultramarathons. I finished them, too. So this is an accomplishment. So why do I tell you these things? Because I want, you, I want to let you know that anything is possible. I'm just an average guy who went out and trained, trained, trained. Everybody asked me, was there some secret diet that I took or was there some secret surgery or some secret pill or anything like that that made me thin? And my reply is always, no, it was hard work. I worked hard. I work, I still work hard. I work hard every day. I'm, uh, I'm one of the hardest working guys you'll ever meet. And just that's how it is. So. You guys, I'm sure a lot of you like like me out there uh, have the same thing that you work hard. So you've trained all winter. Getting into the topic of my conversation today, you guys have trained all winter. You guys have trained your offseason. You've trained your butts off. So you think, what can I do to showcase the gains that I've that I've made? You know, I've gotten faster. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten huge. Whether it's uh, weightlifting or running or you saw a Spartan race commercial or you saw an obstacle course race that, that looked fantastic. By the way, guys, I run obstacle course races. Uh, I'm an ultra marathoner. I'm, I'm now recalling myself an ultramarathoner. I actually signed up for four ultra marathon races this year with my next one coming in 30 days from now. It's a 40-mile race. There is snow on the ground, so I'm sure that's going to be a, a good time. Uh, so you call yourselves a bodybuilder. You call yourselves an obstacle course racer. What, what have you? You've trained, you've worked your butt off, you think, what can I do to see how to, to see how my results are? And uh, you decide, well, I saw a Spartan race, I saw a uh, lifting competition that I want to get into, CrossFit, what have you. And you decide, well, I'll sign up, I'll pull the trigger, I've been doing my research and I'll sign up. Which brings me to my point. If you guys find a race that you're interested in, sometimes people run races and they're like, oh, that was pretty fun, I want to do it next year look for these races early on. Um, A lot of races give you early on discounts. So if you get in months before the deadline, you'll get like $25 discount, $30 discount, what have you. Uh, Go on Groupon. Groupon sometimes has uh, discounts for uh, Spartan races and Rocket Maniac Savage Race and like 5K uh, races, including Color Runs. Color Runs are a good time if you guys are just out. So I don't want to stray off topic, but um, so you sign up for these races. Now you think, now what? What's next? Uh, do you have sponsors? Are you the weekend warrior? You know, what have you. Um, so you think, what's next? What do I want to do? Well, the next step is, after you sign up for a race, is preparation, right? So you say, well, in three months I have a race. So now it's it, you have a goal. You have a, a long-term goal to work for. Well, not long-term, but short-term goal to work for. And you say, what what next? So the one thing you've got to remember is, is you're going to be excited and you're going to tell people, hey, I signed up for this race, I signed up for this race. There's always going to be someone there. There's always going to be someone there that's negative. Who gives a crap what people think, right? It's what you think and what you want to do. You're going to tell someone, oh, I signed up for a Spartan race, I signed up for a half marathon, I signed up for an ultra marathon, I signed up for a CrossFit competition. There's always going to be somebody there that's going to look you in the eyes and say, I don't think you can do that. So this is where your preparation comes in. I love when people tell me I can't do something because I go out and I and I make it my life mission to prove them wrong. I want to prove them wrong. Someone says, you can't do that. You won't finish that race. You won't. You can't. You don't. I prove them wrong. Go prove them wrong. But again, it doesn't matter what other people think, but I use that as my driving fuel. What matters is how you feel and what you do from there. So someone tells you, they don't like, they don't like the race, or they don't like whatever, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. But like I said, after all is said and done, it's up to you. It's up to your mentality and what you want to do. So you've signed up. Now the preparation starts. Months before. You go out, you work out, you do all your stuff. Do you guys do your research on races? That's going to be my question to you. Do you sign up for a race and just go run it, or do you sign up for a race and start looking, looking at research? You know what the best place to do research on a race is, it, especially if you can't make it to the venue? YouTube. GoPro is the best invention ever. Um, when I signed up for a race that I don't know about, I signed up for a race coming up in April. It's called the uh, the Gardener's Iron Masters 50K Challenge. So it's a 50K ultra trail race marathon. I'd never heard of it. And I thought, ah, 50K, whatever. That's great. 31 miles. Um that's what I run. I, I like my wheelhouse ultras to be anywhere from 31 miles to 50 miles. Uh, the guys that do 100 miles are amazing. Uh, maybe maybe one of these days I'll be there, but I'm soon going to enter a master's division. So we'll see. We'll see how I feel. Again, it's all up to you and all to what your preferences are. So I signed up for this race, this Gardner's Ultra Marathon 50K in April. They didn't know what it was. So the best thing for you guys to do to prep is go to YouTube, type in whatever race you want to look up and see. So what do I find? I found people gopro pro this this challenge. So what do I what do I find when I saw that people gopro this challenge? This race has 7,000 feet of elevation. I didn't know that. I just signed up. I was like, hey, okay, awesome. People are talking about it. People are are uh, are talking it up. Sounds like a great time. 7,000 feet of elevation. That's 5,000 feet of gain in the first 15 miles of the race. Uh, excuse me, guys. I just needed a drink of water here. So. I go on, I look at YouTube, and what do I see? I see this beautiful race, and I see the hills, and I see that it's rocky. So, what is that? What am I asking you, or what am I telling you at this point? So, now I understand where I need to train for this race in April. I know it's 7,000 feet of elevation. So, what's the next thing I got to do? I got to go out and run hills, right? I got to go out and adjust my weightlifting regimen to hit my, hit my legs and hit my core and hit everything that's going to basically speed me up on hills. Uh, the core is great for uh, braking, going downhills. It basically stabilizes your body so you don't overrun yourself or trip or fall or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I apologize. So you go out, you see the video, you go out and adjust your training. So I encourage any of you guys, go check YouTube. Just type in, type it in a search engine. It doesn't necessarily be YouTube. There might be other videos out there. There might be short clips. There might be photos of the event. At least you get a good concept of, uh, of what you need to do and how you need to train. So the next one is adjust adjust your training. So do your research on the races. I have a friend that never ran a Spartan race before. And uh, two years ago, he decided, well, you know, I want to run my first Spartan race. He's an amazing athlete, absolutely amazing. And his train of thought is, is, He is going to research as much as he can on how to complete obstacles, what each obstacle is, what he needs to be for strength and weaknesses on each obstacle. And uh, I didn't even look at him as though he was crazy because I I understand that train of thought. I had just – I'm one of those that sometimes – the first time I ran Spartan race, I just went out and ran. I didn't know what to expect. And, yeah, that was my mistake. I did well my very first Spartan race, but I – I didn't know what to expect and now I do, so now I know how to train. But he went the opposite route. His first Spartan race, he knew he wanted to do well because he is a competitive athlete. He's a he's a great guy, good friend, and uh he researched all the obstacles. So he knew exactly how to approach these obstacles. He he, he got feedback from people on how they didn't or did on the obstacles and what was what was the best techniques like on the cargo net. Do you roll face first going down an A-frame cargo net? Uh if you look at Kevin Donahue, who's one of my friends, he does that all the time. He flips face first and goes right down. Uh Matt Nabokovich, uh Elliot McGuire, you know, all these top racers in Spartan race will will use techniques that most people want to try and copy. So go out, do your research. Uh do whatever it takes to to get yourself well versed on the venue. So leading up to that you researched, you trained, you've done all that stuff. What's the next step? The next step is getting close to race day. Do you get excited? Do you get nervous? Do you do any of that stuff? Well, I'm here to tell you that even the top athletes get nervous. I get nervous before every race, even the week leading up to it. So most athletes will tell you that the week before the race, they taper off. And that's, that's the perfect formula. What I mean by tapering off, normally if you're going hardcore at your workouts, you, you dial down the intensity. and It's basically to save your muscles and save your body. So race day, you're prepped and your body's recovered and you're you're going to go out there and just wreck whatever course you're doing. And for most of you don't know, I, I'm i obsessed with my, with my workouts and my racing and everything because, again, I don't want to go back to being 240 pounds. I don't want to go back into depression. I don't want to go back into laziness. But all research shows that you need to give your body ample rest. I usually give my body two days off uh, before a race just so my body has ample rest. Um, Your body needs ample rest for your muscles to recover, to regenerate, and actually the rest will actually make you stronger. Some people think, well, if I give up for three or four or five days that I'm going to come back, I'm going to be slow, I'm going to be out of shape, I'm going to lose my cardio. It's not always the case sometimes those days off will actually help you regenerate your body and go out even feeling stronger. So take that for what it's worth. So the week of your race or your competition or whatever you're going to do, you think, well, you know, maybe I should taper. So you go out. I usually go out day one, like a Monday, and I'll go out and we'll go full speed on on my uh, workouts, my race, my running, whatever you call it. I'm going to go out and go full speed. Day two, I'm going to go out three quarters. Day three, I'm going to go out halfway. Uh, day four, I'm going to you know throttle back considerably. And then day five and six, I, I just don't do anything. Two days off, and then day seven is race day. So I want to talk to you about, uh, again, the week leading up to it, not the tapering aspect, but the eating aspect. Please do not eat anything new. The, the week of your race. Don't eat new foods. Don't eat anything that your body's not used to. You may research a product and go, oh, wow, that, that looks like it's going to help me on race day. That looks like something I, I need to take. Please don't try new things the week of your race, honestly, because you don't know how your body's going to react to something new. If you want to try something new and you've researched something new for months and you're like, well, you know what, I'm going to buy it and just use it on race day, please don't. Buy it. Try it. See how your body responds. Give your body ample time to adjust to to something new. The week of is not advisable to try something new. Don't put new gear on. Don't put brand new stuff on that's going to cause you blisters or pain or anything like that. Break it in. Get it worked out. Get your body situated. Because the last thing you want to do is be sick on a race day. So, day before race day. I don't know how you guys feel the day before a race day, but I am nervous. I'm nervous, excited. So it's not just nerves, but it's excitement. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out, and uh, I'm going to go give everything I have tomorrow. I usually uh, bundle myself up warm, uh, sometimes sweatpants, sometimes sweatshirt. I do things to uh, basically just relax. You want your body to be fully relaxed. You don't want to be tense. You don't want to be stressed out. You want to be relaxed because if you are tense the day before a race, you're going to feel it on race day. You're not going to feel right. You're going to be stiff. You're going to be sore. You're going to wonder why you got to the starting line and just, just feel like crap. Rest. Relax. If that means uh, listening to your favorite music, listen to your favorite music. If that means reading a book, read a book. We I like watching movies. But usually the day before, I'll just relax and watch movies. Um, it's, it's all in personal preferences. It's all what you do. Now, the night before race day, what do you eat? you guys carb load? Sometimes I carb load. If it's a big race, <clears throat> excuse me, ultra marathon or a marathon, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll carb load. I won't carb load excessively because I think a lot of carbs basically just kind of bloat you in and make you feel heavy and make you feel a little sluggish. And if you guys understand the, the carb loading facet, carb loading is basically the fuel that your body's going to burn off the next day. So that's why it's easier for an ultramarathon to carb load because you need that long-term calories and carbs and fuel for your body because you're out there for hours, just, just running for hours straight. So, grab your favorite meal. Grab, and some people have a, a, a pre-race traditional meal. Some people have never had a race day, so they don't know what to eat. Again, don't eat anything that you're not used to. Don't go to the Sunoco or, or a gas station or whatever and grab the sushi plate. You know, don't... Don't grab things that you're like, oh, man, I want to eat lean, I want to eat healthy. You know, you should already be eating lean and healthy. But don't grab things that are just obscure and and could upset your stomach. Number one, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be excited. So eating it. Uh, mentioned the race, the, the week of preparation or the training for the race. I don't know what your guys' mindset is, but basically I uh, I race against myself constantly in my mind. When I'm running, I'm picturing past events where I know I could have could have uh, pushed and, and I, you know, and I know I did at the time, but I just think about past events and, and drawing those, and that that's my driving force as well when I'm prepping. So, Sorry to get off topic, but I just remembered that and I wanted to touch on that before. So anyway, you've eaten your meal, you've done whatever. Now, go home, get an early sleep. Get as much rest as you can with your with yourself. Because you and I both know that most races start at 7 a.m., 8 a.m., what have you. So you're getting up at 4 in the morning. If you're like me, I drive sometimes two hours to get to an event. Uh, Tuxedo, New York is usually the furthest I drive from my house for Spartan Race. That takes two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. So long drive. And at 7 30 start time, you can do the math. I'm up at four in the morning getting uh, getting ready and driving out. Get a good night's sleep before the day before a race day. And yeah, even the whole week before race day. You guys should be getting ample night's sleep regardless because your body needs that for regeneration. Get a good night's sleep. So, You've got all that. you got, you got your good night sleep. You woke up. Um, do you guys, oh, I'm sorry, before you even do that, before you go to bed, before you go to dinner, you guys should be laying out your gear. Make sure you have a checklist of gear that you want to take with you to the venue, uh, with, that you want to race in, that you want to warm up in, that you want to just kind of walk around. And you, you might, might even need to change it. You might be doing a race with somebody. Um, you're going to want to change. You're going to want to do whatever. Make sure you get your gear situated before you do any of that. So, usually in the mornings or, or in the evening right before I go to bed, I'll uh, I'll get my race gear situated. Uh, I've been racing a lot over the past couple of years, uh, obstacle course races. I, I was doing about uh, 20 events a year, so I knew exactly what I needed to, to prep. So, my, my preps got easier and easier. But if you're your first time at it, um, you should be prepping your race gear the day before. Don't. Don't be getting up at 4 in the morning, like I said. Don't be getting up at 4 in the morning and running around going, where are my shoes? Where are my, you know, gel packs? Or where's my P4P alter ego? Shameless plug, guys. P4P alter ego. Where's my oral IV? Where is any of that stuff? You should not be running around at 4 in the morning, the day of a race, looking for gear. Have a checklist. Get your gear. Check it off as you do. Get a nice bag. Get whatever. Um, Orange mud makes makes an awesome uh, gear bag. Check them out, orangemud.com. They make drop bags for ultra marathons for racing, but they also have big duffel bags. They have awesome backpacks. Uh, Check them out. So get your gear situated. uh, If you have a GPS watch, like when I run my ultras, I I run with a GPS watch because I like to check on my time and pace and speed and et cetera, et cetera, distance. Make sure all of your stuff is charged. Make sure all your stuff is working. If that even means that you have to do it the week before or the week of, Last thing you want to do, excuse me, guys. The last thing you want to do is go out the day before the race and have to scramble for for new gear. Again, you don't want to be chesting out new gear the day of the race because you're going to be fumbling with it. You're going to be constantly thinking about it. You don't want any distractions race day. Get your gear charged. Get your camera charged. You're going to take pictures. Get your cell phone charged. What have you? Have all that ready. The other thing you want to prep for is make sure you know where the venue is. Make sure you know how long it takes to get to the venue. Um, make sure you're there early, you know, if the venue takes two and a half hours, at least three hours early and especially make sure that you're there. I like to get there an hour before, before my go time, hour, hour and a half. Um, my wife, you know, she's, she's still great. God bless her. She comes with me and she gets up early and she endures it. Uh, I'm not a morning person, so... When I wake up for a race, I'm I'm very you know like excited, nervous, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm not a morning person. I like to sleep in, so four in the morning, five in the morning, whatever, is very early for me. So my wife, my wife knows that, and she's she's great, and uh, I you know I'm I'm appreciative that she's still supportive of what I do, and she has patience with me because sometimes I'm cranky on race day, and that's that's not her. It's just my nerves. So know where your venue is know what time you need to get there. Again, I like to get there an hour, hour and a half early. because, number one, you don't know how far the parking lot is going to be. Tough Cedar, in New York is a prime example. The parking lot is almost three-quarters of a mile from the actual entrance to the race venue. Um, you're not going to want to go all out, getting there three-quarters, having to rush three-quarters of a mile to rush to get there. And Now you've already just worn yourself out before you even started the race. So you wake up, you leave for the venue. What do you guys do in the car when you leave for the venue? Do you just drive? Do you listen to music? My advice is put your favorite music on. Uh, Put something on that that relaxes you that you're used to. Everything is consistency here. So you drive to the venue. Do you guys eat bananas? Do you have whatever? Make sure your meal in the the morning is as you always do, as you always train, because basically your race is going to be just like your training day. So make sure you're just eating the same and doing the same thing. Just get into a routine. Uh, Sometimes on the way to the venue, knowing if it's going to be hot, it's going to be extremely warm out. Yeah, I'm drinking water. Uh, I don't always do that before I race, but if it's going to be a warm day, a humid day, yeah, I'll drink my water on the way. I won't take massive amounts because you don't want that slosh belly or that that excessive, but you want to be prepared. So be prepared for the elements. Make sure you check the weather the day of the race so you know how to dress, you know how to prepare. Uh, some races, you, you're going to go down lean. I, I, I run lean with my gear, uh, just all compression uh, from Athletics 8. I wear my Athletics 8 gear compression, that's it. I'll just run, wear, run compression shorts, calf socks, uh, calf sleeves, rather, uh, my Swiftwick socks and my total athletic shoes and no shirt, whatever, what have you. And that's it because a lot of times it's hot, it's muddy, et cetera, et cetera. So know your weather. Know what gear you're going to wear. Now, you get to the venue you have a map of the venue? Did you research the venue? You get to the venue, you sign in, you get your race day packet. What do you guys do from there? Do you walk around? Do you talk? Do you do whatever? Uh, I do a lot of uh, socializing, which just how I am, how I've always been. That's one of my uh, nerves mechanisms. When I see people that I know, I want to go up and talk to them. I want to do whatever I can to take my mind off of the race itself until I get to the starting line. So you talk, to your, you talk to your friends, you talk to people. The next step is warming up. You will see the top athletes, they do basically like calisthenics. They're doing lunges, they're doing jumping jacks, they're doing squats, they're doing anything to get the body going. So you've you got to be very well-versed on warming up. Uh, I've always been guilty of not warming up. I'll do like a couple jumps in the air, like a jump rope or, or things like that. I'll stretch a little bit. But uh, I've been guilty of not warming up, and, and I understand that I need to do that now, especially at 38 years old. So make sure you guys are warming up. If you're not a social person and you've got the nerves and you've got the best of you and you don't want to talk to people, then have headphones with you and continue listening to your music and continue listening to what calms you down. Dude, I'll tell you what. There is nothing like the excitement of race day. And excitement, being extremely excited can actually take uh, energy from your body. So it can actually cause you to be tired. Nerves can cause you to be tired. It can just zap your energy from your muscles. So do whatever you can to calm yourself down. Uh, I talk to my wife. We, look her, you know, we walk around. I What I do a lot of times at a race venue is my wife takes amazing photos. Uh, check her out at Cindy Girl 2010 on Instagram. She takes amazing photos. Um, a lot of times she'll take photos of me so the ones you post on her are photos of me but she'll take photos of uh, with my friends and everybody that she recognizes at the venue so what my race day ritual is, is we'll get there about an hour early so I can take her to the spots where she can see the courses so I'll walk her around and that's, that's basically my way of coping and that way it's like a Spartan race um, I can see some of the obstacles Spartan race doesn't want you seeing all the obstacles they want them to be a surprise which is which is kind of neat about the aspect, but I'll walk her around the venue, and we'll see the spots where we'll come out to, we'll know what mileage is at certain spots, basically, and uh, you know she'll be able to see the venue, and that basically takes my mind off of uh, the excitement and the stress and and what have you, the, the nerves of getting to the starting line. So you've warmed up, you've done your talking, you've scouted the uh, you've scouted the, the venue once you got there. Next step is you're going to hear uh, at a Spartan race or or at anything, they want all whatever heat to the starting line. And now now it got real, right? Now you're like, uh oh, here it is. It's time. It's time to to throw down. But what I'm here to tell you is is you all know in your mind, as well as I know in my mind, that you train at what you believe to be your maximum output. So you know going into a race like this, that you are going to do fine. You are going to be fine. Don't psych yourself out on a starting line saying, oh, man, there's so many top athletes out here, or so many whatever. Don't psych yourself out. You have trained. You have prepared. You've done all the research for these races. There, this is not the time to say, tell yourself that you can't. Because, again, there are people that want you to fail because they told you that you can't do it. You know and I both know that you have prepared for your race. All right? My defense mechanism on a starting line of nerves is I joke around a lot. So you'll hear uh, Evan and Matt in and all those guys, they'll they'll tell you if if you ask them, they'll tell you that. I'm I'm that guy. I'm that guy that that breaks the ice and breaks the the tense atmosphere with jokes. Um, It's just how it is. It's supposed to be fun, people. It's fun. It sounds like a lot that I'm giving you, but I'm just trying to prepare you so you guys go out and, and and get the best out of your training and get the best out of everything you want to do. But ultimately, these are fun. If you're not having fun, then you, you, don't, you don't need to be doing what you're doing or signing up for what you're signing up. So that is why I'm the jokey jokester on the starting line. It's fun. Everything is fun to me. I enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't sign up on it. I wouldn't I wouldn't like the electricity of race day and the nerves and all that stuff if it wasn't fun. the so main thing is remember when you're at the starting line, have fun. You have prepared, you yourself are going to be amazing. You're gonna do it, you're gonna finish, you're gonna do whatever you need to do to finish. So it's gonna be fun. Your race day mentality should be that. If you are upset or you are not having fun or you're screaming or yelling or angry, then don't do it. Don't race anymore in that type of race. Find something that makes you happy. So I go out, I socialize and say hi to all of those guys. Those guys are, are, are usually very focused. I'm usually very focused.
1: Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to
0: let you know that when I go to a Spartan race, uh, I understand that these guys are going to give amazing, amazing races. And that's what I want out of every race that I go to: to test myself, test my abilities. I want people at their their peak performance level, at top performance. Because I don't want to win a race because another guy wasn't at at, at his top performance. I don't want to win a race because someone gave up. I want people to try and push, and I want people to push me. Um, and you know what? That's that's just the way that's just the way it's got to be. Because I I want to know that my training stands up to everybody else, even though it doesn't matter, but that's just how I gauge my training and my experiences. So have fun. That should be your race day mentality. The nerves, the nerves will stop. As soon as they say go, you've already now focused on the task at hand, and that's where your training is going to come in. Everything's going to be automatic. Everything's going to be exceptional. So Gio at Dissident Gymwear was, was wondering what an athlete's mentality would be going up to this. I mean that's just a that's just a look at my compulsive mind and what 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 I did prepare week a uh, month before and on race day. You know, you take your take your uh, drinks or your water, or your oral IV or your, your B elite people take and you know, whatever works for you is what you need to do. Not not whatever whatever works for somebody else. You know, whatever works for you is what you need to do on race day. It's fun, you're gonna enjoy it, and there's nothing like that feeling. Of crossing a finish line and and then uh, having a medal or just just knowing that you surpassed major distances like 50 miles or you know you did something that you trained for and you finished. So Geo Geo was talking to me about what an athlete's mentality is. So here's my mentality uh, leading up leading during a race day. Sorry, you guys may hear my baby dog in the background. She is a hound dog. Um, She's adorable. So. If you guys get her feedback, I apologize. She's probably seen a, a squirrel or something outside. She's also excited to be on the podcast. So my mentality leading up the race day: When they say go, I have the weirdest mentality ever. And I don't know how people are, but I like to be out of my comfort zone the entire race. They say go. This is how I get my nickname, the hound. It's like releasing a hound. Hound dogs and dogs like that and, and just, just basic animals. Don't understand the word quit. They go and go and go. They will work themselves to exhaustion to the point they would pass out and die. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to die in the course, but I will work until I am either pulled from the course or the job is done. I've never been pulled from a course yet, thank goodness. But my mentality, basically, and I go to like fun runs and sometimes I can't switch it off. As soon as I step onto a starting line, my mentality is, is I want to go 180 percent. And just go out and just run and just, just just do whatever I have to just drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. So, I'm out. I'm out on a course. I'm running. I see somebody struggling. Again, I like people to be at their top performance. I don't like to see people struggle. You know, I understand that people work hard to get where they are. And when they struggle, it's just not, it, it's just not benefiting them. I'm a fan of every sport that I go out and, and do. So I see someone struggling. I will encourage people. A lot of people think, "Oh, well, you know, that's just not a good mentality. You know, my mentality is win, win, win. Yeah, I want to win races. Yes, I understand I want to win races. And I understand that's my mentality, that my mentality is to just drive and drive and drive and drive and drive and not quit. But I don't want to see other people suffer or, or give up just because they're tired or whatever. I want to drive people to do their best. And that's what I would expect out of other people for me. Again, there are a lot of negative people out there that will try and put you down because they're jealous of you. That's all it is. People see what you're doing. People see how hard you're working, and they're jealous. I have a lot of that in my life, and I do not like negativity in that aspect. My wife is very positive when it comes to my training in racing, and everybody else that I, I surround myself with as friends out in the racing community are extremely positive. I've had my guests on prior. Go back and listen to my episode that are extremely amazing individuals in their own right. So I see somebody struggling, I encourage them. I ask them if there's anything I can help them with. You know, if it's a long race, sometimes people just need need a uh, a, a supplement or something just, just to help them go. You know, I'll, I'll toss, a, toss an oral IV. I, I'm, I'm sponsored by oral IV, so I'm sorry I bring it up, but I really like oral IV's uh, facet and uh, base. So I'll toss an oral IV if somebody come here, take this, you know, oral IV basically just a water enhancer. It, it keeps you from dehydrating faster. So I'll toss normal IV at them. Whatever we got to do to to get somebody to feel to feel their best, because you know what? It's it's something I don't like to see people suffer or struggle after I know that they've given their all and they have put in for it. So my mentality is: I'm going to work. I'm going to work as hard as I can. I don't quit. I don't stop. I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care if my body hurts. I don't care how my body feels. I don't care about the wall. You guys are going to run to a wall somewhere in your race where your mind is telling you to quit. This is where your mentality needs to take over. This is where the mentality of top athletes sits. This is my mentality. This is most of the mentality of the people that I race with and train with is that I don't care what what my mind is telling me. My mind can tell me to quit. My mind can tell me to lay down and die. I am not going to give up. You know what? If that means it's, a, it's like a death march where my feet are just shuffling, I'm going to keep moving forward. One of my, uh, my idols, and a guy that I actually got to run with within the New York City Marathon, Dean Carnassus, has always said, you know, run if you must, walk if you have to, crawl, roll, do whatever you need to do to cross that finish line. And I, I think that's a great mentality. Uh, another guy who, who's an amazing athlete, Victor Carrillo, he calls himself Machete B. He is an amazing athlete. He is part of Elevation Army, which is uh, the training mask. He wears a training mask to train. Uh, I also wear training mask to train. But uh, Victor Carrillo recently was at the SoCal uh, Spartan Race. I was not there, but I saw the post. There was a, a top elite female racer. She was running first place for the race, and she got the Victor, and she was struggling with it. She was struggling with it mentally. Um, and she knew that she had that she had the energy in the tank, and Victor Carrillo actually told her, Don't get comfortable, so what that means is don't settle, don't get out of that mentality where you're gonna do it. don't get comfortable as soon as you get comfortable and you're like, I can just slow down for a minute and and, and regain or do whatever you won't recover." You won't recover. Your mindset is going to go down to crapper fast. Don't get comfortable. So Victor Carrillo, that is amazing words. And I was always trying to find the words to use to basically tell people what my mindset is during a race. And that's pretty much it. Don't get comfortable. Um, I can tell you from leading races, being out front, that's stressful. And I understand where she's coming from. You know, she's pushing and pushing and pushing because when you're the front person, you have nobody to chase. You're basically chasing yourself. You're 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 uh, mentally chasing yourself. I ran a uh, civilian military combine a couple of years back. I got out in front of the obstacle course, and I just kept telling myself, someone's going to catch up, someone's going to catch up. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I ended up gapping the, the guy behind me by 15 minutes just because I did not get comfortable. I kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And by the time I knew it, I was 15 minutes ahead of the guy behind me. Um, And, you know, I finished, and it was amazing. And I remember that mentality. I remember that feeling, thinking, I am glad I did not get comfortable. I didn't settle in. I didn't do any of that. So, leading a race is tough. And she actually said that when Victor told her this, don't get comfortable, she remembered, you know what? Yeah, I need to stay out of my comfort zone, and I need to go win this race. And she kept her mentality. She kept her amazing elite athlete mentality. And she, she went, and her body cooperated because I'm telling you guys, you guys train for this. You guys have trained. You guys have probably trained out of your comfort level. You guys probably trained at high speed. So don't, don't feel you have to settle back and, and let yourself slow down in a race. You can do it. You train. I know my training has got me to those places. You know, and it doesn't matter always what place you come in. It doesn't matter if you come in first place. It doesn't matter if you come in freaking dead last. It doesn't matter as long as you're not cheating yourselves. You're always gonna you're always gonna have times where you think where you think you had a bad day, but you know what? Even your bad days are still good days. Um, so remember, you know, don't get comfortable. Make sure you work. It's it's supposed to be fun. So you know, and I remember it's so really military combine, and I remember racing, and I remember just enjoying like the water slide. They had a water slide there in the middle of the course, and I remember getting sideways and was, yeah, like I'm screaming, I'm having a good time. I'm having fun while I'm out there. It's not uncommon if you if you look at my wife's photos that I'm smiling in the middle of a race or I'm sticking my tongue out or I'm giving thumbs up. Yeah, I'm still working, 100, 180%. You know, people are like, oh, how can you be working if you're smiling and talking? I talk in a race. Um, how can you work if you're smiling and talking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Because I'm also having fun. It's, it's not a job, it's fun. You paid for it. You paid for it because you knew it was something you wanted to do. You wouldn't pay for something that you don't want to do. So have fun. That's my mentality. So, I'll give you that. That's my brief look into my mentality, guys. I am, am obsessed when I race. I'm obsessed with finishing. I'm obsessed with pushing my body to its limit. I, I am just obsessed with not giving up. I'm obsessed with telling those people that look me in the face and say, You will not finish this race. I'm obsessed with making them eat their words. I am, I, I am just, I am just mindset obsessed with all of it. That is my obsession with with racing and and working out. Is having been fat, having been sick, having been injured, having having just given up at one point and been been depressed and everything. I am now obsessed. Tell myself, you will not, you will not go back to that. You know, you will not give up. So listen, guys, don't give up. Have fun when you're racing. Like I said, that is just my mentality. You know, you guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. Um, I get a lot of feedback on my shows, and, and I'm so grateful for everybody that listens to my shows. I'm extremely grateful for everything that, that I have. You know, I have people at my work that, that are just jerks. You know, they, they make fun of my Instagram accounts. Um, they get on there and, and, and say derogatory things on my photos. And it's just, it's just ignorant. And I understand that it's just pure jealousy. They are jealous because they themselves do not have the mentality to go out and do what you guys do. That's why I'm telling you, who cares what the may say? Who cares? I don't care. It's just fuel. It's fuel. It's fuel for me to go out and do. Uh, I had a, uh, another podcast, another podcast host actually take a photo of my instagram account i have a lot of sponsors and i work hard for each and every single sponsorship that i have i have signed contracts with sponsors and i have ambassadorships with sponsors and i worked hard i believe in all the products i worked my butt off to get where i am i work hard for p4p muscle and i absolutely love the guys at p4p muscle guys and gals i love all the athletes there It is one big family i actually you know Ask other athletes if they want to want to be involved because they have the same mindset as I do. Dissident gym wear, the same mindset as I do. Sentence for Life, the same mindset. All of the companies, Swiftwick Socks, I absolutely love them. They are amazing to me. You know, Athletic 8, same thing. They're all amazing. Total Athletic, they're amazing. Spy Optic, you know, the list goes on and on. But you got to remember, guys, I work hard for everything I do and you guys work hard for everything you do. So you know what? Just have fun. And it's not about always about being the best at, at your sport and, and being the best at what you do, it's about your mentality and your personality as to what you do. Um a lot of my sponsors understand that and that's what makes them amazing. I don't I, I've been turned down for sponsorships because I don't look right. I am not huge, I'm not muscular. I won't name the company. You know exactly who you are because you asked me to send a photo of you. You were interested in having me on the team, and then you asked me to send a photo. As soon as I sent a photo, I didn't hear anything back. And that's just that's just ignorant. So I don't look the part. And I've been turned down and that's fine. I don't want to be involved with companies like that. So, guys, if you go on my Instagram, it's run, hound, run, run, hound, run. And check out my sponsors. Check out all those people. I have these sponsors and I have these ambassadorships because they believe in what I do. They are awesome companies. They are just amazing people as well. The people that recruit the athletes, the people that work for the company, all the way up from the, the CEO down to, you know, the people that send out my gear. They are all amazing people. You know, I have Athletic State, I have Swiftwick, I have P for P Muscle who sponsors this, this uh this podcast. Total Athletics, my shoe company, Sentence to Life, they are an amazing company too. They they help out uh Adaptive athletes and just people that have had sufferings through their lives. Uh, I'm proud to be a, a sentenced athlete ambassador. Uh, Spy Optic, their sunglasses. I love them. They're amazing. Dissident gymwear. again, they, they donate to, to you know, um, disabled athletes and people like that. Oral IV, Oral IV is an amazing company. They're amazing. They are, you know, basically an American built, you know, from the ground up company. Light Fuels, that's a new one. If you guys check them out, they are a smart bottle, an electronic smart water bottle that, that dispenses um, proteins and things into your water. You can use a smartphone app. They're coming out in, in, uh, in March, April here, very soon. So check out Light Fuels. Orange Mud, Orange Mud is a, is a fantastic uh, company. Josh Sprague built his company from the ground up. He actually sews his own pieces before he puts them out to design. So he, he designs them here and puts it together. Sports Safe Ink Body Marker. Go so to the of course, Race World Championships, and they're writing numbers on your forehead, they're writing numbers on your body. That's Sports Safe Ink. It's a uh, non toxic ink designed to write numbers and write things on your body while you're racing. They are an amazing company themselves. So, you know what? Check them all out. Go on my Instagram, runhoundrun.com. Go on Twitter, on the same uh, same handle. Check out my athlete page, Runhound Run. And, you know, I support all of them. Yeah, I take a lot of selfies, guys. I take a lot of selfies because, you know, that's what these companies ask me to do. Right? They, they want posts and, and things like that because that's, that's the give and take of, of being sponsored. You know, so if you guys are the weekend warrior, you're looking to get sponsored. Everybody asks me how I got sponsored or how I did things. Again, it's your mentality and it's your, your personality. And you know what? Having good races doesn't help. Having, having good runs doesn't help. And just being out there on social media doesn't help. So to all the people that are negative that, that think my accounts are, are a joke or all that stuff, you know what? If hard work is a joke, then then that's on you. I work hard for everything I have, um, and I know a lot of my friends that have just as many sponsors, just as many ambassadors of um uh, with different companies also believe in all of their companies and believe in everything, everything those companies do for them. These companies are great to me. Um, like I said, P4P Muscle is amazing. They gave me this podcast, guys. And I'm not a bodybuilder, and P4P started out, you know, in the bodybuilding community, but they branched out to P4P Sports with a Z, which I I think is pretty awesome, which incorporates obstacle course racing. And, you know, man, they have professional dancers and and, uh, snowboarders and motocross and just all aspects of of sports they have on their team. American Ninja Warriors, you know, it's amazing to see. So you know, I'm thankful for everything I have. So all you all you people out there that are negative, stop hating. Just go do your own thing. If if you don't like somebody's account, not even me, but I've seen it before. I've seen other people get attacked on their accounts because they post pictures of themselves and you know they don't they don't look the part. But you know, I have some amazing friends. Uh Juan, you know who you are. Juan is an amazing guy who who had the same thing. He he was heavy and he transformed himself, and lost weight and uh you know, he's out there doing, and he's an amazing kid, and uh, he's just out there pushing. And to all you people that are going to go on and hate somebody's Instagram account or do whatever, listen, just just do your own thing. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. If you like a photo that they have, then go on and like it. Um, you know, I follow a lot of people, and I, I try to be positive with everybody's stuff. I love to watch people's transformations and the way they train, the way you guys are out prepping for races. It's pretty awesome, sometimes you guys give me ideas on how to train, sometimes I hope I, I know people have been contacting me recently asking me to post my workouts on my on my Facebook page because my workouts sometimes get very intense, but they help me prep for races like that. So you know, don't worry about the negative people and negative there's always going to be negative people in your life. Just stay positive, stay focused, do what you do, and like I said, my wife always reminds she always reminds me every race to have fun. Have fun. Don't get upset. Don't hate what you do because if you hate hate it, then you don't deserve. Then you don't need to be running. It. Not don't so deserve, but you don't need to be running, running or racing if you hate what you're doing. You know, you 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 paid to do what you do. Sometimes your sponsors pay for you to do what you do, and, and I know you want to obligate them by having fun. So fun. Go out. Have fun. Train hard. Work hard. And you know what? You won't even have to worry about your race day because your race day results are going to show themselves from your training. Don't be nervous on your starting line. You know, just relax. Everything you you've done to prepare and train and race will pay off in the end. You know, be careful the week before the race. You know, don't hurt yourself. Don't don't try new things. Don't go out and eat new things. Don't go out and wear new gear the day before the day of. You know. So make sure you're 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 doing everything as normal and you guys will be alright. You know, honestly. So I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Um I know it was an hour of me talking, but I hope you guys uh got what my mindset is and what my mentality is. And basically I hope I helped you guys think about things that you probably haven't thought about for race day preparation with the venues and everything like that. You know, honestly, I, I wanna see you guys succeed. I want to see everybody succeed that works hard. Um, you know, I sometimes use the hashtag on my Instagram, hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. So, like I said, don't don't be nervous on race day because you've trained for it. You've prepared and you've done everything in your power to possibly uh, control everything on race day. So, four, P4P Sports, t 4 p Muscle Production, t 4 p Studios, I am the Hound, David Liggett. Today is February 4th, 2016. I am broadcasting from Pennsylvania. And again, you are listening to Beyond Ultra. Today's topic was race day preparation. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. You can go back and archive the show if you want. You can go out and check it out. Um, Share it with your friends. Share it with everything. My my, uh, episodes will be available on iTunes soon so i hope i got i hope i helped you guys out really go out have fun i hope to see you guys on the uh on the race courses or at your events, and i hope to see photos and instagram pictures and whatever hey go on to my go on to my facebook account and post photos of you guys training and racing i would love to see it again it's a uh, run hound run is, this is my handle on all of my stuff so go out use it Uh, Any of the companies I mentioned, if you want to try them out, use the code Hound. You get discounts with Hound. All right, guys, you guys have an awesome day. Love everybody. Take care.